So where did Bitcoin come from? Um, I've heard this idea of the immaculate conception in Bitcoin. Obviously, this is a religious reference. And for those of us who are not really religious, it's kind of a laughing point. Um, because, you know, the immaculate conception was this idea that in, in Christianity that Mary, um, I, I think this is what they mean, right? That, that Mary was pregnant with Jesus, um, the son of God, but he didn't actually have sex with her. So it just happened magically. Um, and so Jesus was then conceived, um, not through the natural human process, but just through a magical, uh, process. So, so this, this idea has been, um, copied, I suppose, from the, from the prominent Bitcoiners, or some of them at least, who want to pretend like Bitcoin, uh, just magically popped into existence. There's no history here. There's no humans involved here. It's just a magical process. We're not supposed to think about the father of Bitcoin, you know, the Satoshi. We're not supposed to think about where this stuff comes from. We're supposed to think of it as, you know, they want you to think of it as a natural element, maybe, of the earth. Just It just exists. Um, and this is, of course, to benefit them with regards to whether the question of whether this is a security or not. And I have this um, thought process of how I myself, you know, come to the conclusion of whether a certain cryptocurrency is a security or not. And it's sort of just my own process. I know that a lot of people look at the Howey test. I, I, I know what the Howey test is, but I don't think that that's a good way to determine whether something is a security or not. And I think that the way that you determine basically how, you know, whether, whether a token is a security or not is, and, and this is, um, I'm separating this from whether I think the SEC will actually move, move on this or, or care. I think that basically you're okay launching a token because I think if it becomes big enough, and you, you have a lot of, you know, you, you basically like have, um, sold a lot of your crypto and you're basically wealthy. They're just going to slap a, a fine on you. You know, so say you've got two, two billion worth of your crypto that you've sold. They're going to slap like a $10 million fine on you. So who cares? Like that, that's all that's going to happen to you. So I think whether the question of whether it's a security or not is sort of just more of an intellectual debate at this point. Uh, than, than actually any kind of legal issue that you need to be concerned about. But, but just for the, the intellectual purpose of this argument, I'm going to say that, that all crypto is basically code. And, um, say you're experimenting, uh, and a lot of people, they kind of want like a sandbox, uh, regulatory environment so they can experiment. But I don't think that really matters because if you're, um, if you need a sandbox, you're, you're small, right? You're, you just launch, you're experimenting. So, so you're not really big, right? Um, but, but when code becomes a security, like when these cryptos become a security, is not when you create it. It's not when people mine it. It's when, say you have a proof of work token. It's when these miners sell it into the market. It's not when 
these miners spend their own resources or money to mine the token, like say, say Bitcoin. Um, it's not about whether these miners are expending electricity or other capital or even someone else's capital, because that's actually a separate entity. Uh, that that's actually the the business of the miner. So if you were to invest in miners who are um, allocating resources to mine Bitcoin, that's a security they would be offering you, independent of the protocol called Bitcoin. Uh, you know, the the Bitcoin miners are in the business of mining Bitcoin, expending resources uh, to mine Bitcoin for a profit. Now that's a separate business. Yes, that's a business, but that doesn't have, that doesn't really have anything to do with whether Bitcoin itself is a security. That's a separate issue. Whether Bitcoin itself is a security is um, what these Bitcoin miners are then doing with this Bitcoin. They're selling it into the market. I know that they're selling it uh, because they have to recoup their costs in dollars. So they're, they're selling it. They're offering it for dollars. Now, what are they promising the people who are buying Bitcoin that they've newly mined? You know, and it doesn't have to be Zen exactly. It could be anybody talking about Bitcoin, a talking head, prominent Bitcoiner on CNBC. What are they saying about Bitcoin that induces someone to buy? What are they saying? Well, they're saying it's money. It's going to go to the moon. It's going to be worth a million dollars a coin. You know, that it's going to be here in the future. It's going to be here in 100 years. It's going to replace the dollar. All these things they're saying induces people to buy it. Now, They've, they've implicitly made a promise. They've implicitly at least made a promise that the miners, at least, will keep mining, which is required for the Bitcoin to still exist in the future. Because Bitcoin is powered into existence. If the miners stop mining, your Bitcoin ceases to exist. Um, so all of Bitcoin requires current, like, 24-7 mining. Well, in theory, it could be stopped and then, and then restarted, potentially. But, Let's just go with the argument that you, you need these, you need these miners to keep mining continually. So the moment that you sell a cryptocurrency and you sell it for, you know, you're, you're getting other people's money for this token that you're giving them. Um, that's when the SEC cares. That's when they're going to start looking at you saying, Hey, look, what are you doing here? Uh, you're presenting this as an investment opportunity. Or at least, why are people buying this? They're not buying this to lose money. They're buying it to make a profit eventually. So if they're they're buying it for some reason to, uh, or even you could say they just want to transfer their money outside the country, they're still relying on the on the implicit promise that as a miner or whoever, you're going to keep mining so that they can. Uh, move this, this Bitcoin across the country, right? I know it really doesn't move, but, um, move it across the country and they can then exit. You know, this also requires like an exchange in this country that they're supposedly going to. So then exit to the local currency there. Um, now I realize the Bitcoin miners are not guaranteeing sort of an exchange of Bitcoin into a currency. That's another, that's like another part of this Bitcoin that the Bitcoin network does not guarantee. And another part that, that absolutely you should care about as a Bitcoin owner is what can I, can I actually sell? Can I actually get, you know, my local currency, uh, for this thing?
But the Bitcoin miners are crucial in this because they are uh, fundamental in the transfer, right? So they are money transmitting. They are money transmitters. They're breaking the law because they're not registered as money transmitters. They're not, um, they don't think that they should be regulated as ones. Uh, I think that that's false. Uh, they're clearly moving from A to B. But that's, that's not the point here. We're not talking about money transmitter. We're talking about securities laws. And, you know, I think it's, it's not unreasonable for a court or a judge to one day say, yes, you're offering a security. And another um, piece of evidence is the Bitcoin miners basically in the Bitcoin Mining Council, which represents 50% of the hash rate now of Bitcoin. They proudly proclaim this in their latest report. Um, or almost 50%. They basically just came up with some letter and sent it to the EPA, arguing that they, you know, uh, apparently are not, uh, or I guess they think they're carbon neutral, I suppose. Basically, they're trying to fight against the climate people uh, that they've so aligned themselves with. You know, they've cuddled up to ESG, and yet here they, you know, I told them that, that the ESG people would come uh, and bite their head off. Uh, they didn't listen to me, of course, and they now are fighting the climate people. <laughs> so um, they're fighting the climate people. But what, what, what does that mean? It means that there's a bunch of Bitcoin miners. Yes, they're decentralized. I get it. You think that Bitcoin's decentralized. But they're acting in concert in a common industry called Bitcoin for a common goal called make profit off Bitcoin. <laughs> this is not hard to understand. Um, so, so the Bitcoin miners are acting collectively because they're in a common industry. What does that tell you? That tells you that they're all offering the same type, the same security. So even though they aren't all under the umbrella of the same company, they're still offering this asset class that they're creating. Yes, they're creating it through Bitcoin mining, which this, this protocol, this code is dictating, right? But they're all voluntarily doing this. Uh, they're all doing this um, together. They are offering a security called Bitcoin because it's implicit. Now, it's not explicit, but I think a court of law would say, just like a general partnership is applied to people who don't go through the process of signing up with the government to say, hey, we're a business. We're operating together. If you actually are doing the thing that that this law describes, right? That this law describes a corporation doing, you are in fact a corporation. Sorry, but and you're going to default to a general partnership. So all of these DAOs that exist in crypto world, they're all general partnerships. And what does that mean? If you haven't done the legwork and you just want to default to the the default like legal structure of a company. You're going to get the shitty into the deal. You're like, you're going to be liable for <laughs> basically everything your other partner does. So why do people go through the, go through the trouble of actually signing up to be a corporation or LLC? Because they want to limit their, their liability. And you don't have that if you don't go through that process because you default to a general partnership. So the Bitcoiners, um, They've been able to, to legally like arbitrage their way into thinking that, that they're not offering securities. Although I think, in fact, they are. Uh, and it, it only is a matter of time or just a change of opinion, uh, change of the guard to say that, that Bitcoin's a security. Now it's so big. Um, and there's a lot of money on the Bitcoin side. There's a lot of people going to fight this. 
Um, but you know, there's lots of there's lots of other cryptos out there. It's like eighteen thousand other cryptos, and they look awful like awful lot like securities. And even the Bitcoiners are saying, "Hey, every other cryptocurrency isn't a security except us." I think that is a mistake because if you're labeling every other cryptocurrency as a as a um, as a security, but you're not. The question is, why are you not, but everything else is, right? Why? So this goes back to the, my first topic, which is immaculate conception. So if I if I if I wasn't following this space, and 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 I just like heard Saifedean saying immaculate conception of Bitcoin, everything else is a security. Every other crypto is a security except me. I would be like a uh, red flag here. What's going on? Why? So this looks a lot like, you know, the religious battles where, where one religion is saying, oh, we're the only true religion. All these other religions are just shit. They're just trying to, you know, they're the false religions. It's like a false God. And you can't believe what they say. I mean, okay. But why do you think yours is better? I mean, aren't they all kind of the same? They're all sort of like beliefs that, that can't be substantiated, that, that can't be proved through the scientific method. Uh, why do you think your little religion is the best thing ever? So why do I think, why do, why do you think that Bitcoin is the best thing ever? Why do you think that Bitcoin has this, this immaculate conception? Uh, you think Satoshi, like, wasn't a human being, right? You think that he was being benevolent? Or sorry, you think that he was being giving when he, he, he was supposedly mining Bitcoin and, and not selling it and keeping it locked up? I mean, you don't know. You don't really know who he is. You, you don't even know who he is. So, number one, you don't know if he sold Bitcoin or not. Number two, you're only theorizing about how many coins supposedly he has locked up, like, and then he's never spent. But, you know, Satoshi didn't announce Bitcoin to the whole world. They all want to talk about how Bitcoin was a fair launch and everything else wasn't. Well, Satoshi apparently only told, like, two groups of people uh, mailing list. I mean, he didn't announce it to the whole internet. <laughs> so this idea that like Bitcoin was a fair launch. Oh, and he only started mining it after he announced it to these two groups after six months. Okay. Well, why did he only announce it to two different groups, like cyberpunks and some other weird group? Um, what peer to peer or something, uh, communist site, like alternative economics. Why did he only do that? Why, why didn't he announce it somewhere else? Right? Why didn't he announce it somewhere more broad? Um, there's Facebook back then. Facebook is, existed. This was 2009. YouTube existed. Why didn't he make a YouTube video? Why didn't he show his face? You know? Um, because he wanted to appear godlike? Is that what they're, they're trying to like pretend, uh, that this guy is like a magical person because he doesn't have a face? I mean, obviously this was human created. Unless you think that, you know, Satoshi is like a new prophet. Uh, this was human code, human created. It wasn't perfect. There's been bugs in Bitcoin. There's been updates to the Bitcoin code. Uh, so, so why are you trying to pretend like this is this religious, magical thing, and it can never be? Oh, it can never be repeated again because it was immaculate conception. Uh, oh, where did Bitcoin come from? Oh, you're not supposed to ask that question. It was immaculate. I mean, get real. You're just trying to pretend like this thing is not a security, like people aren't actually offering it for sale, like people aren't actually creating this through mining uh, to this very day. And 
and what kind of promises they're making to people or what kind of claims at least they're making to people. Uh, so you're, you're just trying to pretend like this thing just pops out of nowhere and it's magical and beautiful, just like the birth of Jesus and that, and that every other coin is like a false prophet launched this thing and they're just trying to get rich, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, you're, you're obviously the Bitcoiners are trying to get rich too. Don't pretend like you are on a moral crusade. Don't pretend like you have the moral high ground here. Satoshi was a person, right? Unless you're crazy, Satoshi was a person. He was not some prophet, not some god, not some son of God. So stop talking about this ridiculous idea of immaculate conception because I guess guess what? Not that many people are religious and they're just going to laugh in your face when you say that this bitcoin is immaculate conception. Now, maybe I haven't watched all the videos and I don't know all the arguments for this immaculate conception argument about how Bitcoin just appeared magically. But, but it, this, I, this like concept that I know of, immaculate conception from religion, doesn't really do your movement any favors.